Hi, everybody. Thanks for joining me here on the Fridays with Francis podcast. I'm so glad that you've decided to be with me. Just a reminder, these podcasts are the audio versions of the video live streams that I do every week on Fridays at 8.15 Eastern on my Facebook page, Monk Musings, or my Instagram profile, Francis OSB. If you'd like, head on over to those platforms and you can see the video live stream either while I'm doing it or it also gets saved so you can watch it anytime you'd like. In the meantime, thanks for joining me on this podcast. Be sure to hit subscribe and thanks for joining me. Here's the latest episode of Fridays with Francis. Hi, everybody. Welcome. Uh, We'll get started in just a few minutes here. I'm going to finish a little bit of notes. We're going to let people log on and and get started. So just give it, we'll just give it a few more seconds here. But thank you for being with us. I'm so glad you're here tonight. Okay, we can begin here. Let's begin as we begin all things in prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, we praise you. Lord, we thank you. We ask you to come upon us this day. We ask you to be with us, to show us your mercy and your love through your word, who is your Son, Jesus Christ. And we ask all these things in his name. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, welcome to another episode of Fridays with Francis. I'm so glad that you're here with me this week. Congratulations, you made it through another week. Uh, I have to give you a bit of a disclaimer here. Uh, I am on vacation right now as you're watching this. And so this has this video has been pre-recorded. So if you're commenting on this video, uh, thank you but I am not seeing them as I'm making this video. Uh, I'm on vacation for the next couple of weeks, visiting home and also going on uh, a little retreat. And so I decided that I would pre-record some of these videos so that you could still get a Friday video and still get an episode of Fridays with Francis. It's good to have consistency uh, in your life and in mine too. And so uh, this week, we're going to begin a four-part series about prayer. And the the reason I've decided to do four parts is because I'm going to be taking a look at the four four main types of prayer. All prayer, I believe, can be sort of summed up or condensed into four different types. And they create an acrostic, an acronym, ACTS, A-C-T-S. Adoration, confession, thanksgiving, supplication. So tonight, uh, we're going to talk about adoration. Next week will be confession, then thanksgiving, supplication, and on and on. And so uh, I really hope that this will be a fruitful experience for you, that you'll get something out of it. Uh, Again, what I've been trying to do these past weeks is just to give you a little snippet or a little nugget, something to to hang on to that might enrich your spiritual life, your prayer life, your relationship with God, your relationship with others. So here we go. Uh, Before I get to specifically adoration 
I do want to talk a bit about prayer overall, in general. And this is how I like to frame prayer when I'm speaking about prayer to people. I want you to think about a relationship that you have in your life. Uh, and this relationship should be, the one you're thinking of, should be one that is very important to you. Uh, it's a relationship that you consider to be vital to your life, to your well-being, to your happiness. A relationship that, if it didn't exist, something would be missing from your life. So this could be a husband, a wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, brother, sister, cousin, uh, co-worker, whomever. Think about that person. And while you're at it, say a prayer for that person, because that's always good to do. Think about that person. And then think about your communication with this person. Think about how often you communicate with them. Think about the quality of those communications. And they can vary. Maybe this is somebody that you talk with or interact with multiple times every day. And so the quality and quantity of those interactions, because they're multiple times every day, may not be very high. But there's so many of them that it all sort of adds up. And maybe you don't have multiple interactions with this person. Maybe you speak with them once a day, once a week, once a month. But those interactions are really high quality. You talk about very important things. It's maybe for a longer amount of time. Think about what your interaction with that person is, is like. And think about what type of relationship you would have if the communication, the interaction that you had with them was less than it is now. I'm going to go ahead and say that 9 out of 10 of you watching this would say that the quality of the relationship would be lessened if the type or quality of the communication was less. I think you know where I'm going with this. Think about God now. God should be a pretty important person in your life, a pretty important relationship in your life. For the mere reason the only reason that he should be an important person in your life is that he created you, number one. And number two, he loves you more than any other person you've ever met. The love of this relationship that you've been thinking about, the love of that person, the love of your family, anything, does not even compare to the love that God has for you. And so if that relationship, by its very definition, right, without any work, that relationship with God, our relationship with God, is very, very good and very, very strong, by definition, 
it, it's not a, that the quality of that relationship is not really affected by anything we can do. And yet, it is because of that relationship that prayer is so important. Because prayer is how that relationship is maintained. Electronics are jingling. Give me one second here. There we go. Prayer is how that relationship with God is maintained. And it is a two-way street. But here's the difference. In your human relationships, your human relationships are a two-way street. And throughout the relationship, maybe one person gives more than another person. And vice versa, depending on time, circumstances, whatever. And so there's an ebb and a flow to that relationship. In our relationship with God, the only thing that changes is us. God, in our relationship with God, God is always there. God is always giving. God is always standing at the ready, waiting to hear us. waiting to listen to us. It is we, it is us, who get tired, cranky, angry, dejected, depressed, downtrodden. It is us who change the, quali the quality and the quantity of the communication with God. God is always speaking to us. God is always showing us the way. He's always there ready to hear us. It's our attitude. It's our communication that is the changing factor. And so this is why prayer is so important. Because the relationship is so important. This is the God who created you and who loves you more than anything. And through prayer, we come to know those two things. That he created us and that he loves us. If you don't pray, it's very difficult to fully understand and comprehend, to know in your bones, to know in your soul that God created you and that he loved you, that he still loves you. So I will talk more about prayer in general uh, during these next four weeks. Uh, but I wanted to start with that. And so tonight we're going to speak about the pray prayer of adoration, also known as praise. And I start with this one because prayers of adoration and praise help us to have the right attitude and the right um, how do I want to say this? The right attitude, and it puts us in the right place to pray to God. Because first and foremost, to adore or to praise God is to acknowledge that he is, that he exists, and that he is God. 
That's more important than you might think. If you look at our society today, and, and I am as guilty of this as other people, and it depends on what we're talking about. If you look at our society today, we make things or people into God. Right, we have, I mean, read the news. Look at celebrities, public figures. There are people out there who make those people into gods. They can do no wrong. They are the best thing that's ever happened to humanity since sliced bread. We do that to other people. We also do that to material things. You know, this, I've got to have, you know, this latest thing. I have to have, I, you know, i got to have this phone. I've got to have this computer. I've got to have this gadget, thingamajig, whatever. It is the thing that if I didn't have it, I can't be happy. I can't be fulfilled without it. I need it. We do that to things. We also do that to work. You know anybody who's a workaholic? People joke about workaholic. Oh, he's a workaholic. He loves to, you know, he loves his job. And that's the most important thing. Aholic. What does that also make you think of? Alcoholic. Chocoholic. It implies that there's a there's a disorder there. That there's something wrong, actually. And so if you were to tell a workaholic you can't work anymore, what would happen? They would go through some sort of withdrawal. They would not know who they were or where they were in the world without this thing. And so we turn a lot of things into God. And this can all be corrected through prayers of adoration and praise. Because in prayers of adoration and praise, we acknowledge that God is God. That God is the most important thing. That without him, we would be nothing. We would be nothing. We would not exist. That without him, we would not know our place in the world. That we do not, we would not know where to go next without God. And so through prayers of adoration, we acknowledge that we would not exist without him. And in adoration, when we adore and praise God for who he is and what he has done, created the world, and through his son Jesus has saved the world, saved humanity. This is the God who is inviting us to eternal life with him. We acknowledge all that, and at the same time, it allows us to practice humility. 
to humble ourselves. It allows us to put ourselves and to acknowledge where we belong. He is the creator, I am the creation. He is the giver of all love. I receive that love and in turn give it to others. That's what we do in adoration. We are putting ourselves in the proper place. God and us. It's not here. It's not here. God and us. Not God and us or us and God, but God and us. I need to get visual aids next time. And so we've started with adoration because in order to pray the other types of prayer, we need to put ourselves in the right position. So that's, that's my introduction here to adoration. And so now we're going to move on to my favorite segment and yours. We're going to check the book because you can praise God. You can adore God with your own words. It's probably very good to do that. It is very good to do that. But praise and adoration is found all throughout the Holy Scriptures. So I've found a couple of, uh, a couple of examples that I want to show you and read for you tonight and pray with you tonight. Uh, and mostly I found them from the Old Testament. There's a lot of praise and adoration in the New Testament, don't get me wrong. But these passages that I've picked for you tonight were the most accessible for me, and I'll explain why in a moment. I want to start with the book of the prophet Isaiah. The prophet Isaiah, in chapter 6, verse 3, has a vision of heaven. And we can say that in this vision of heaven, this is how we know that praise of God is a good thing. Because Isaiah sees the angels praising God. The function of the angels is to praise God continually. And when we get to heaven, that's what we're going to be doing too. We're going to be praising God continually because there is no greater thing than being in the presence of the Lord. And so why wouldn't we praise him? He's right. He's going to be right there. He's right there. That's what we do in praise and adoration. And so in the book of Isaiah, chapter 6, verse 3, he sees the angel, he sees the Lord sitting on the throne in heaven. He sees the angels around him. And one called to the other and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. Sound familiar? I hope it does. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. In the Hebrew language, I'm going to get this wrong. I'm going to get this word wrong, but I'm going to try to explain it as best as I can. In the Hebrew language, there is no um, gradation of, you know, good, better, best, Uh, you know, some, more, most. 
The Hebrew language does not have that concept. And there's a word for it. I just can't remember it right now. And so to express something in the Hebrew language as being the most of something, the most holy, you would express it using the word three times. So God is holy, holy, holy. He's the most holy. We in English would say he's the holiest. But in Hebrew, you would say he's holy, holy, holy. The most holy. So I hope that sounds familiar to you. Book of Isaiah, chapter 6, verse 3. You can also see parallels to this if you're brave enough <laughs> to read the book of Revelation. Again, in the book of Revelation, John sees heaven, sees the angels praising God. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God of hosts. But for a main, the main points or the main pray, prayers of adoration in the Bible, we have to turn to the book of Psalms. And the reason I turn to the book of Psalms is as a monk, as a professed religious in the church, and it's not just me, but all priests and all nuns do this. They pray the Liturgy of the Hours every day. And the Liturgy of the Hours is composed of a recitation of the Book of Psalms. So here at St. Anselm Abbey, where I am, we recite all 150 Psalms over a period of two weeks. And the Book of Psalms, I like to tell people, the Book of Psalms contains all of human emotions. All of human emotions. Anger, sadness, joy, everything, and everything in between. But it also has a lot of praise and adoration. And so I'm going to start with Psalm 95. I'm not going to read all of Psalm 95, but if you look at Psalm 95 and you go, oh, you know, up until Psalm 105 and everywhere, everywhere in between, Psalm 95 to around Psalm 104, 105 are Psalms of adoration and praise. For me, here at Saint, again, here at St. Anselm, uh, we recite Psalm 95 every morning. This is how we start our day, is by reciting Psalm 95. So I'm going to read all of Psalm 95 for you, and then I'll pick, pick out a little bit of uh, snippets from the other ones here. So Psalm 95. O come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come into his presence with thanksgiving, and let us make a joyful noise to him with songs of praise. For the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. In his hand are the depths of the earth, the heights of the mountains are his also. The sea is his, for he made it, for his hands formed the dry land. O come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is our God, and we are his people of his pasture, the sheep of his hand. Oh, that today you would listen to his voice, harden not your hearts, as at Meribah, as on that day in Massa in the wilderness, when your fathers tested me and put me to the proof, though they had seen my work. For forty years I was wearied of that generation, and said they are a people who err in heart. And they do not regard my ways. Therefore I swore in my anger that they should not enter 
my rest. That psalm has a couple of different categories, and I'm going to come back to this psalm over the next four weeks uh, and explore everything in there. But you can hear the praise. Come, let us worship, let us sing to the Lord. For the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. And this is Psalm 95, verse 4. It puts us in, his, puts us in our place. In his hands are the depths of the earth, and the heights of the mountains are his. The sea is his, for he made it, and the dry land formed by his hands. It puts us in our place. It shows us, it, we acknowledge that God is the creator of everything, the creator of the world. So that's Psalm 95. You can go through. Uh, sing to the Lord a new song. The Lord reigns. Let the earth rejoice. Let the many islands be glad. Sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. This is Psalm 96. Sing to the Lord, bless his name. Tell of his salvation day by day. Declare his glory among the nations, his marvelous works among all the peoples. For great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. He is to be feared above all gods. All, sorry, all idols. For the, God, for the gods of the peoples are idols, but the Lord made the heavens. Honor and majesty are before him. Strength and beauty are in his sanctuary. The most famous psalm of praise uh, you've heard in church hymns is actually Psalm 100. Praise God from whom all blessings flow is an example there. Know that the Lord is God. It is he that made us, and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. I'm going to do one more psalm before we end tonight. Psalm 34. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul makes its boast in the Lord. Let the humble hear and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. So that's some examples of adoration prayer that is found in the scriptures, in the book of Psalms specifically. And again, all throughout the Bible, you can open your Bible and you can find uh, songs of praise. The, the best example of this, I think, is in the book of Job. The beginning of the book of Job, Job loses everything. Job is a very rich man, he has a big family, and he loses everything. His children die. It's very tragic. And instead of cursing the Lord and saying, you know, God, I'm done with you, what does he say? Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I shall return. The Lord gave, and the Lord ta has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. So in time of tragedy and in time of great crisis, Job blesses and adores and praises the Lord. It's a pretty remarkable thing. It's not easy. It's not easy. But it's a pretty remarkable thing. Now, uh, one more brief mention. Adoration, these four types of prayer that we're going to be talking about, you don't have to compartmentalize them. You don't have to say, okay, now I'm going to do adoration, and now I'm going to do confession, 
and now I'm going to do thanksgiving, and now I'm going to do supplication. They all intertwine, which is why I'm going to come back to Psalm 95 throughout these next weeks. And so just remember that. It doesn't have to be all compartmentalized, but prayer of adoration is very important. So that's where I'm going to end today. Uh, next week, we will do the prayers of confession, uh, and we'll talk a little bit about, again, prayer in general, adoration, confession, thanksgiving, supplication. It all helps us to understand where we are in the world and where we belong. So that's the end of this episode for tonight. Again, thank you very much for being with me. Let's close in prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I'm going to read a, just a brief section of Psalm 100 for you. Make a joyful noise to the Lord all the lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. Know that the Lord is God. It is he that made us, and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy endures forever, and his faithfulness to all generations. Praise God, from whom all blessings flow. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for joining me tonight. Hope to see you next week. And until that time, know that I am praying for you and know that God is working on your behalf. Heaven is holding conversations about you. Angels have been assigned to you. Be at peace.